Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hi, I'm Yael Dennis. I'm a mindfulness-based life coach with Bahira Coaching. One of my specialties is mindful dating, which is really all about learning how to find and maintain healthy, loving relationships. And today I'd like to talk a little bit about attachment theory, and in particular, a really great book that I recommend to my clients, Attached by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. Um, If you've struggled with push-pull in relationships, you really have to get this book. It's Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment, you can see it there. Um, and how it can help you find and keep love. This is an amazing book, um, and you can pick up a copy in my bookshop or Amazon or anywhere else you like to buy books. So what is attachment all about? Well, you know how you get into a relationship and you hit a certain level of closeness and then one of you starts getting annoyed by every little thing about the other one and pulls back and needs more me time? And then the other one gets batshit crazy and clingy and texts constantly and always wants to be there and worries about whether you're going to break up. Well, that's a push-pull pattern that's pretty typical of attachment style issues. So if you've ever been in anything even remotely like that, then you know exactly what attachment style differences can do in a relationship. And the book Attached will not only help you understand a little bit about attachment styles, but it also gives some pretty helpful guidelines on how to manage your own attachment styles and navigate your partner's attachment styles until you can develop what's called an earned secure attachment. And I'm going to share some of those in this in this video today. But before I launch into that, I want to take a moment to share some pretty exciting news that, uh, about things that are happening here in Behavior Coaching. On the 30th of this month, I'm marrying my best friend and my beloved, and we're asking our wedding guests to donate to the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona in our honor as a a gift to us, and I want to extend that joy and share that celebration with you all here, all of my followers in Bahira, and give you an opportunity to sort of share and spread that love by sharing or sharing, liking, or commenting on any video or post this entire month, and um, I'm donating in response to that, and the guidelines are all in a pinned post at the top of Bahira Coaching's Facebook page, so check that out. And so if you're, if you're liking what you hear or you want to support me or you want to just see me donate to the Community Food Bank, that'd be great. And I'll also post a link so that you can donate to them directly in our honor if you would like to share that celebration. So I'll give you all that when I'm done with this video. But back to Attached. So a fundamental truth for humans is that we're social animals. We're wired for connection. We hear a lot out there that we're supposed to be independent and strong and not need anybody. But the reality is human beings are pretty fragile creatures. And when it comes to physical strength, other animals have us beat. And what we do that really has helped give us a survival 
advantage is that we connect with one another really strongly and firmly. And in those connections is where our strength comes as a species and as an individual. So this is why we have an attachment system to begin with. We can't survive on our own. We're born pretty helpless and we need others to help keep us safe. So as it turns out, unfortunately, not all of us have safe and secure attachment figures in our childhood, or sometimes even when we do, we'll like have a heartbreak or a loss, and, and then we get afraid of that pain, because it's really excruciatingly painful to, to have a loss at any time in your life. So a person with a secure attachment style is someone who's comfortable with all of that dependency that I'm talking about. And they're comfortable having others depend on them. And if you have like a thought for half a second that oh, I don't want people to depend on me or I can't depend on other people, then you might, you might be struggling with some attachment style issues yourself. Usually, not always, a person with a secure attachment style has had the good fortune of having parents who are consistent, warm, and kind of appropriately responsive to them, not like overly in their business um, and not like intrusive, but someone who is able to hold them and respond to their to their needs in an age-appropriate way. Now, there are other people who keep the world at arm's length. They don't want to get too close. Um, they don't like the touchy-feely stuff. And I'm definitely, you know, I, I think I was in that category for quite a long time. And those people have an avoidant style of attachment. They're not comfortable with with being attached or having people need them. They're definitely not comfortable needing other people. They're only going to get let you get so close to them. Other people sort of get attached and needy almost immediately. They're like preoccupied with that new relationship. They call and text all the time. They worry about whether the other person really likes them. Those people are known as having an anxious attachment style. But the absolutely best news ever, if you're listening to this, is that attachment styles change. This isn't something you have or something you are. It's a process. It's a process of forming relationships that you engage in. And if you get nothing else out of this video, what I hope you take home with you is that even if you're struggling with an anxious attachment style or even if you're struggling with an avoidant attachment style, you can achieve an earned, secure adult attachment by learning how to cultivate and maintain healthy relationships, no matter what, you can do it. The tips in the book Attached can certainly help, and that's one of the reasons that I love this book so much is it gives really practical advice and practical wisdom, and it makes attachment theory accessible to average, ordinary people. So definitely pick up a copy of that, and um, seriously, no kidding, share this on your Facebook page not just because you'll be promoting my business, but you don't know really who out there is also struggling with attachment issues and needs love. Everybody needs love. And there might be a friend that hears this video, picks up the book, and it changes everything for them. So please feel free to spread this around. Because um, this really, like the idea that you can develop a secure attachment that even if you had like a terribly traumatic experience when you were three and you've developed an anxious or avoidant attachment style, the fact that that can change when you're an adult and there is absolutely every reason to think that it is possible for you and maybe even inevitable that you could have a healthy love and secure intimacy. That's such a gift. So 
in this book, one of the first things they talk about is sort of figuring out what your own attachment style is. Do you have an attachment that is sort of on the anxious side? Is your attachment style anxious? Here are some questions to ask yourself. When you're in a relationship, do you tend to like obsess about that person and think about them all the time? Like, like my chihuahua does me. Um, do you tend to idealize them and overlook their flaws? Do you think, oh, they're so perfect. I'm not good enough for them. I'm not worthy. Do you find yourself feeling anxious inside if you're not with them? Like you're sort of unsettled and that only goes away when you actually see them again. Do you find yourself thinking, oh, I better make this work because I don't know where I would ever meet someone else. I'm too old. I'm too whatever. This might be the last time that I have a chance. If you're thinking any of those things, chances are pretty good. You have at least a tendency to have an anxious style of your attachment. And in this book, Attached, they give a few tips and tricks for how to deal with that. And there are standard issue tips and tricks that I teach people or train people in, in my mindful dating program. And they amount to what I would consider being an empowered dater. And that's how I describe that in mindful dating with um, the clients that are in those groups with me. I'm going to list these tips here. And if there's enough interest, I can certainly talk about this in another video. And I also totally recommend that you think about the mindful dating program if, if these are things that you're working on. But one of the first things is just identify your needs and acknowledge that you need closeness and be okay with it. Own it. The next thing is to recognize avoidant patterns really early on and sort of let that person go. If you're in a relationship with somebody who's avoidant and you happen to be anxious, you're just going to be on this sort of merry-go-round of triggering each other. Be authentic. Communicate effectively. Stand in your truth because that is the best way to get your needs met. Hiding what you need is a is just like a recipe for disaster. And attached will, you know, even says the same thing. When you communicate effectively and you are authentic, you have an opportunity there to start to form a healthy attachment and healthy intimacy. You also have to recognize there are tons of fish in the sea. There's no need to get too attached too early on. You can wait to see if this person has the capacity for healthy intimacy before investing yourself. You don't have to go overboard on the first date or think this is the last time ever really early in your relationship. Now, if you happen to have sort of an anxious attachment style and you think that you might already be in a relationship with somebody who's avoidant and they're triggering you, hang tight because we're going to talk about that in a little bit. The next thing we're going to talk about, though, is, is avoidant attachment styles. Um, here are some hallmarks of avoidant attachment styles. Do you tend to avoid commitment? Do you like, oh, this, eh, I don't know, I'm not really ready yet. I'm not really ready to settle down. I don't know. I just want to date and be friends and see what happens. Do you avoid physical closeness? Do you not really want to snuggle or cuddle? Do you want to keep that person on, like, on the other side of the couch from you? Do you find yourself keeping secrets from your partner so that you can maintain a feeling of independence? Like, if I keep this secret, that's like a thing that means I just have like a little bit of space from them. Do you find yourself fantasizing about the one that got away? Or even worse, like the one whom you haven't even met yet, but you're pretty convinced is better than the one you're dating now? If that sounds like you, you are probably trending toward 
an avoidant attachment style. Now, the really important thing to know if you have an avoidant attachment style is you also still need love. Absolutely. And the tips that they have in attached for people like you who are struggling with that avoidant attachment style is, first of all, recognize that avoidant part for what it is. It's a strategy for keeping you from getting close enough to get hurt. It's not that you don't need love. It's that really deep inside, you still have all that anxious stuff that the anxious avoidant style, uh, anxious style attachment people have. That fear of getting hurt. Focus more on mutual support than you do on self-reliance. So avoiding people, you know, I want to stand on my own two feet. I need to maintain my independence. Think about supporting each other instead of standing on your own two feet. Think about ways that you can ask your partner for support and provide them with support. Be really mindful. The next thing, really mindful that when you start to nitpick in your head or you're really critical of your partner, or you just start to interpret everything they do as negatively as possible. Just be mindful that that is your avoidant part, kind of playing tricks on you and trying to get you to create some space because it sees that as safer. And to counterbalance that tendency to nitpick or criticize, write a daily gratitude list. If you're in a relationship with somebody and you happen to be avoidant, Every day, write down what you love about that person, things that drew you in that you really liked in the first place. I'm sure there are tons of them. If you've decided to spend time with them and you're that invested, there was a reason behind that. And they even say this in attached. So it's not just me. It's not just me being like a wishful thinker. This is, this is like the scientists here are saying this. So just remind yourself of all the great things about this person. The next thing is you have to stop fantasizing about the one that got away. They weren't right for you. If they were, you'd still be with them. And you also have to stop fantasizing about the one you haven't met yet, who you're so convinced is better than this one, because they're not out there. The perfect person isn't out there. The conflict-free relationship doesn't exist. Yes, when it's right with somebody, it's going to have a, a certain flow when you're compatible. But all relationships in, entail conflict. There's always going to be conflict. So if you notice that you have some of these avoidant tendencies, you want to check yourself, make that gratitude list, and just realize that that critical voice is your avoidant part. The other thing you want to do if you tend to be avoidant is you want to use distraction to your advantage. Part of what avoidant people want to avoid is that excessive intimacy or what feels to them like a scary amount of intimacy. So don't scare yourself so much. Try to do fun things with your partner. Take a hike, go mini golfing, maybe cook a meal together, play a game, do a puzzle. Do something else that's fun or enjoyable and sort of distracts you a little bit from intimacy. And the way I've heard this described is side-to-side <clears throat> -side intimacy instead of face-to-face -face intimacy. So you want to have your partner at your side doing something you enjoy together rather than be face-to-face. -face. So those are the big tips that Levine and Heller give. They give a few other tips. And one of the tips they give is if you have an anxious attachment style or an avoidant attachment style, find somebody who has a secure attachment style, which is awesome. The problem is, and they even acknowledge this, folks with secure attachment styles 
are typically already in relationships because they're more able to make the relationships work. They have a secure attachment style. They're able to sort of resolve conflicts. They're able to provide intimacy and receive intimacy. They can provide a stable base for their partner and they can receive the stable base that their partner has to offer. And as if that's not bad enough, the other problem is that people with anxious styles are very attracted to those with avoidant styles and vice versa. So the whole idea of finding a person with a secure attachment style isn't as easy as it seems. And, you know, there's so much in this book, there's more than I can cover, but I want to say what they also have, they walk you through chapter by chapter, just determining what your style is learning how that works and how your mind works, learning about the other style, learning what secure attachment looks like. So that's the goal. How do you get there? But then they have a chapter on how to get out of the anxious avoidance cycle. And it is a cycle and it it's something that um, I've seen happen. I can remember back as early as medical school when I didn't know anything about attachment theory. I had a friend who was in a relationship with a guy that seemed like they could only ever get so close. He just couldn't let her all the way in. And if they got too close, she'd then try to break up, but then he wanted her back. And they sort of did this push-pull dance for months. Um, and, And Heller and Levine offer really great tips for how to get out of that and how to get off that merry-go-round and get into a healthier pattern. And if you're not able to get into a healthier pattern, they have some tips on how to just get yourself off that merry-go-round, which is super hard if you happen to be the anxious one, because a breakup is really super painful for an anxious person and almost impossible to to initiate. So if you're the anxious person and you feel like this isn't going to work, they have some, some suggestions and some advice. Now, along with just really targeting or pinpointing that specific cycle, they also go over communication tips and conflict resolution skills, each in their own chapter. And those are super important because if you're prone to those attachment styles, you're probably attracting the opposite person. And learning how to communicate better and learning how to resolve conflicts are going to be really important for learning how to establish more fulfilling patterns of relationship. So I can't say enough good things about this book. If you don't own it yet, you're going to want to own it. It is like just absolutely amazing. I've done a lot of um, research or primary research on attachment disorders back when I was a child and adolescent um, fellow. And I know this this is really important work to do. And it's, it's actually um, one of the biggest gifts of doing mindful dating coaching and and really taking it seriously is the opportunity to find someone with whom you can create that healing relationship. Because you may share values, visions, and goals with somebody and find that your attachment styles conflict. But when the values, visions, and goals are in alignment and you're willing to do the work, you can start to find some healing of those early attachment patterns. And that is just, it's absolutely beautiful and everybody deserves that opportunity. So anyway, That's the book. And I, as you can tell, I'm really into this um, and totally think everybody who wants to date should get a copy of it. If you recognize yourself in any of this, you should certainly do yourself a favor, pick up a copy. I'm going to put a link to um, my, to this book in my bookshop for your convenience. Um, And as you know, mindfulness-based coaching can really help you fast track your progress in, in um, any of these attachment issues. Mindfulness is a tool that can help you grow awareness of your own 
anxious parts and your avoidant parts and bring healing self energy to those parts, which moves you further faster. I do have a lot of expertise as a relationship coach. So please, if, if you have any of these things floating around in your history and you want to you want to move forward to something better. And just, you know, you deserve that. You deserve to be loved for who you are. You deserve a partner who shares your values, visions, and goals. I don't care who you are. I believe that every single person has within them a beautiful, pure soul, and you deserve an opportunity to live from that place, love from that place, and to be loved. So please, if you're struggling, book a discovery call and let's talk about your options. That's all I have for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.